Dang. Whoa, what are you about to say? I, I forgot. What do you mean you forgot? Oh. Yes. Yo, I went to the city. Had two margarita pizzas. They was crispy. And that's that how I was going to oh, say. you're spinning bars? That was all I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> all right, Kenny. Let's get on to it. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Shaq. I'm here, Shaq, uh, with your boy, Hector. Man, no, what you mean by Hector? This is a child boggly. Terrible, terrible. This no, terrible. no, no, child. Stop. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Stop. <laughs> no, he's like, terrible. It's, I, I'll tell you what, the Phoenix Suns, terrible. They have the worst nachos ever. And in San Antonio, they got some big old woman. Big old woman. Well, we're, we're under, a little under the weather today, Chuck. But, uh, you know, one thing that brought, like, joy to, to me is uh, the draft, you know. But the only three names up there that I know. <laughs> oh, oh, oh <laughs> I, I, I can't do Ernie, but Ernie would. Uh, no, he talks very, like, subtle and very calm. No, no, Shaq. No, Shaq. No, yeah. I, I haven't really heard that guy. No, Ernie's a G. Ernie's my guy. Uh, all right, welcome to the No Mama's Way podcast. No, it's not No Mama's. It's no hablo in English. I should have just kept it. No hablo in English. Uh, there's always time to change it. But I'm here with Moy, my brother, and uh, we're here to bull, and we're about to start this podcast off with. The NBA draft, it just happened uh, an hour and a half ago it started. Uh, what you think? Top three picks? Oh. Yo, you need a coffee or something? I only knew two names up there. My dude's sleeping. I only knew Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. LaMelo, yeah. I thought LaMelo was going to go number one, but. I guess not. I honestly went. I honestly think he fit. He fits better in uh, Charlotte, Charlotte than the other two teams because uh, uh, the Wolves already have D'Angelo Russell. He doesn't. He he's a ball handler. Mm-hmm. He to be good, he needs to have the ball in his hands. And um, who's second? The Mm. Wow! I, oh, John Wiseman, right? Yeah, but he went to the Golden State, the Warriors. See, that's why I'm blanking out because you don't—they're not a lottery uh, pick team, but they're there. So, um, yeah. So he went to them. He—he's a big center. I think that's a right. It fits because. He uh he, he's what they needed. Mm. They have uh they needed some defense. They needed some height. They needed some length. They got what they uh needed. Uh, great pick, I think, in my opinion. And Lamelo, I think, goes to the team where they need him actually the most. They have no real building pieces to move forward, so they get their main guy, and they build around him. 
You got the ball distributor. You got the point guard. Like six foot eight point guard. Uh, it's time to build around him, and I think they, well, they gonna have to. If not, they're gonna be trash yet again for the next <laughs> decade or so. Definitely, definitely is a tough spot to be in in Charlotte. They haven't been doing so hot. Yeah, they're trash. Let's just be honest. MJ is not the best in, uh, general manager out there. Like, you had Kemba. Like, if you look back at in their history, even before he became the GM, they haven't been doing too well as a franchise. These dudes had top five. Probably every year they have a top five pick. They've had number ones multiple times, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And yet they cannot pick a cornerstone for the next ten years, five to ten years, to build around. Uh, like if, for example, you you see OKC, they were a new franchise. They struck gold so many times. Mm-hmm. Like it it depends on who the staff is. Like yo, if you don't hire the right people, you gotta have a trash staff. You're going to have a trash draft every year, year in, year out. Your management's going to be, you know, your managed team, your management team is not going to be able to handle the staff. They're not going to be able to handle the personnel. They're not going to know who to bring in, and the fit's going to be wrong. You got to know, you got to, that's why it all starts at the top. If you don't have good leadership, nothing's successful. That's why... The most successful franchises in every sport have great leaders. They have the best coaches, the best uh, GMs. They have the best assistants and a uh, an owner that's willing to sacrifice or, or how should I put this, willing in their terms, in their like in their position. Willing to spend the money mm-hmm. for the teams and the franchise success. That's why you have like the Pats. Um, Steelers have been consistent. Examples in football, examples in like basketball have been like the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Recently, I, I I put a team like the Warriors there. They've just been consistently drafting well. Um, OKC drafted really well has drafted really well uh teams like that that build through the draft uh green bay packers another one in football you know developing the youth system in soccer and that's ajax that's barcelona that's even real madrid uh developing the youth systems uh who else has great youth systems i'm blanking out but uh these clubs develop in the youth. They de- develop in the right personnel to coach them, especially like in San Antonio. Then you have, you go out and get the resources to coach these guys, develop them, and become all-stars in their respective sports. They become superstars. And that's how you build successful franchises. And that's what, some of these teams need to do. Um, 
uh, too bad, you know, the Knicks haven't been like that. Not at all. The Knicks have been pretty subpar since pre- 2012, pre- 2017. Yeah. It's sad. It sucks because... There's a lot of loyal Nick fans out there, you know, patiently waiting for some relevance, and they haven't been able to do jack shit since 2012, 2013, when they had Melo, Jason Kidd, uh, a, a little younger uh, Jr. Iman Shumpert. Iman Shumpert. Who else? Tyson Chandler. I was going to say Tyson Chandler. Um, Nick Stauskas. Nick Stauskas. <laughs> no, they had a squad. Isn't it? Was it him? I don't know. But they had some some guy that could shoot. Oh, Nick Novak. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. that. Uh, hopefully with this draft pick that they had, uh, it was OB something. But this guy seems like he's an athletic scorer. He was named AP Player of the Year last season. So he has some talent. He has potential. Definitely and looks like he can finish around the rim. Yeah. It looks like he's explosive. You pair him up with RJ, RJ Barrett, a uh, couple of the young players that they have. Keep moving forward. Just keep building that draft stock. Keep. Developing young players. And. Boom. You have a contending team eventually. I think. I think Frank Nilakina is still on the Knicks. Yeah. I don't know. He hasn't really shown up. Irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) When's the last time I've heard him since he got drafted. And everyone's like trying to pronounce his last name. The, The Knicks are like the Jets. Yeah. They draft. And then they just ruined their careers. And, like, like I, it sucks because, you know, there's... I feel bad for the fans that are actually fans of these franchises. Yeah. But it's like... How are you fans of them? They're, <laughs> my, my, my... When I turn on the TV and watch a Jets game, I'm like, bro, I want to... It's so boring. I want to not watch this. <laughs> yeah, it's so boring. I'm like, hell no. I I try to find the next game. It it sucks because I know Jets fans, but they know their team sucks. You're you're at your best as a Nick when you leave the team. <laughs> yeah, Porzingis. Porzingis, exactly. If he stayed in New York, it would have been clips for his career. Yeah. I, and then they go and make coaching decisions. Like, the whole Phil Jackson thing. Like, that that was a debacle. What else? They they hire coaches for, like, two, two seasons. They obviously don't do anything. And then they fire them. And then it's a new cycle. Like, you can't... You can't be doing that all the time. It's a, it's a very toxic cycle. That's got to get your franchise nowhere. But then again, I don't know the Knicks. It would be nice. Don't like it's the only reason why the Knicks are so valuable. It's because they're right in the middle of Manhattan. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's literally a, a, a piece of real estate. Mm-hmm. The franchise itself, if it was if it wasn't New York, let's say the Knicks were, they were even if they were like located outside of the city, like like how like the Giants are in New Jersey, or let's say they were in like some thirty minute away, forty five minute ride from the city. Uh, they wouldn't be worth as much because I think no one would go watch them and they suck and they haven't had any success in the last 50 years. (laughs) I mean, Patrick Ewing, I guess, was the last time they had any real relevancy in the playoffs or anything like that Mm -hmm. where they had an actual chance. But anyways, I digress. So, uh, NBA season's coming up. It's starting soon. I'm excited about that. We got ballers, but getting ready to ball out again. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. There's a uh, lot of there's a lot of movement already. Yo, that's right. A the trade deadline started on Monday. Uh, we got um. We had OKC being like one of the big shakers right now. They're they're making moves. They're making big moves. Uh, like wh- what do you think about this? Uh, wh- like so. I in the first episode, you know, we didn't get to um, record it. We were kind of like a test run, but I mentioned where do you think CP3 was going, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I forgot what we were talking about the Knicks and he would just go there for the contract, but that's right. It didn't make sense, but he gets traded to the Suns. Mm-hmm. They're not a championship ready team now. So like what, what's going on there? I think, um, safe to say CP three is going to retire without a ring. Yeah. He's ring chasing right now, but uh, I, don't, I don't see him winning. A ring with the Suns, barely making playoffs. The Suns haven't really been a playoff contender at all, even with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and the, and the force that they have. But I don't think DeAndre Ayton's like all that good. I think he's just really good defensively and like a big man. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He's not going to be uh, Joel Embiid. That's going to get you twenty and twenty. You know, he's going to be like a ten and twenty. There, there is there is a little hope. D book is really that guy. There's a little hope though in my mind still because of CP3. He adds a little bit, a little bit of chance. Yeah, that is true. He's because a field, a field general. A lot of people doubted OKC even making playoffs last season, and he he really like shocked everyone, being able to pull it pull it off. So um, well that team. It's not just him, man. They had a nice squad. That's true. OKC is nice, but. He was definitely a factor. We'll see how they do now, though, because they they got rid of Schroeder. They traded away Schroeder for Danny Green and some picks. Mm-hmm. And then they got, well, Danilo Gallinari, he uh, left in free agency. And then, um, uh, then I think they traded away Danny Green and they got more picks. So I think they're just right now building for the future. Mm. If they're embracing full tank mode, I think it's now. I think that's what they're doing. They have Uh, Al Holford on the squad now. Yeah, so they're just 
just going to build around Shai Gillis and whoever else they see that's going to be special and then just move on from there. Just keep drafting, keep drafting, and then eventually using those draft picks for more draft picks or more players. And plus, they're going to have cap space and free agency when that time's right. Go out and get players, and that fits the team, and boom, you have a championship contender or a really good playoff team. So that's how you do it. That's that's how you win championship teams, I guess, in the NBA. Um, yeah. So, what what uh what are your predictions for this season? What are some things that got you, you know, like can't wait to see these matchups? Can't wait to see what happens with this with this team. Will he leave? Will he not leave? Are you talking about Harden? <laughs> or Westbrook? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of rumors uh, that Harden wants, Harden wants to join the Nets. If he joins the Nets, then they're winning the East. Uh, that's Honestly, it's pushing. But, um, that's a lot of like... KD could play <laughs> off the ball. Uh-huh. Harden kind of too. Actually, I guess all three of them. But Kyrie needs the ball. They all need the ball, except KD. He can. He, I, that's he, what I'm saying. Like KD doesn't need the ball to be impactful. Mm-hmm. I feel like Harden and Kyrie do. It's gonna be tough. They, they. I think they traded Spencer Dinwiddie, or they're thinking about it because mm-hmm. it hasn't happened. But they would trade him, and he's he's a nice, yeah, uh, piece to the Nets right now. Chris, Chris Levert too. I think. Um, uh, the small forward that can shoot, Harris. Oh, uh, Chris Harris. He was like in the three point contest. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I just don't know his name, but yeah, yeah, white boy that can shoot. <laughs> uh, white boy that can shoot threes. He's nice. Um, that would also be a a key piece on uh, leaving the Nets. Yeah, I I they'll they'll be all right. I I think those like role players that. They're losing. I think they'll be a fine if they get hearted. He's a top five player in the league. That's right. I was Bro. thinking about Jay Rue too. Um, I think the the Bucks kind of gave a lot for Drew Holiday. Oh, so yeah. So what went down with the Bucks? They traded Drew Holiday for George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, and three first round picks. Okay, that's not bad. Wait, Drew was at the Pelicans, right? Yeah. Drew's nice. He is nice. I've always liked his game. He's definitely, he's definitely uh, developed a lot more. He's underrated, bro. Even when he was with the 76ers, he's underrated. Great. Great defender. <laughs> Mira, coño. Mira, nosotros estamos haciendo un podcast. Y acá está viniendo con esta pendeja. Mira, estamos hablando de basketball. Basketball. Luego ahorita vamos a hablar de baseball. De la pelota. Pero no, hey, mira, no lo dejan en paz. Es que estamos acá en la azotea. Ya, yo no sé nada del béisbol. <ríe> mira, los Yankees, eh, mira, los Yankees, te digo algo, que los Yankees necesitan un pelotero bueno, buenísimo, de la, de, de la, de Bonao y de Santo lo, Domingo. Lo que le falta es un puertorriqueño. <ríe> no, that sounded like, uh, that sounded like, uh, Colombian a little bit too. Oh, wey. Lo, le falta uno de la de República Dominicana. Está loco el loco. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Está loco mi tigre. 
Estás loco, mi David. I'm not like, I'm not like hearing myself, like, you know, on the mic, so it's kind of like hard to like How, speak. Oh, don't worry. I can hear you fine and you're loud. You're fine. You don't have to speak so into the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, I still doing it? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, mister. I, I'll try better next time. Okay, Chuck, let's get back on to it. To basketball. Let's focus. Let's get back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was trying to do Shaq's impersonation, but at the same time, Charles Barkley did not work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Chuck, was, what was Chuck, that? That was you just now. That was you. Anyways, um, yeah, the Lakers are gonna make another championship push. They need another. I'm sure there's a good pickup, definitely. I think the Lakers will come out the West. It's LeBron, no question. If you're on LeBron's team, you're going to the finals. <laughs> it's a proven fact. It is a proven fact since 2009 or 10. 10. 2010. There's no except, doubt. except his first year in LA because he had no help. The Clippers right now, they're, they're sunken. In my opinion. I heard they're trying to trade everything away for like Westbrook or something like that. I, I, that's one of the rumors. I, I'm like, no, that would not work. Is, um, is Kawhi under contract? I don't know. Maybe. I would leave. I know. It, well, I think he is, or he might have signed a one year deal or a two year deal or something like that. He didn't sign a long-term contract. The Clippers botched it. They went all in, and they got spanked by the Nuggets. Yeah, when you have better coaching and better team play, I think that's when you have, you know, these situations where, like, a team like the Spurs Mm. plays team basketball, and they just beat a team like the 2014 heat where it was like prime weight prime lebron like literally prime like they weren't even 30 yet mm-hmm. i think wade was but lebron wasn't so kind of crazy uh, yeah it's it's uh the, the clippers choked and they've been choking since they got fun the uh they became a team. They were a team. Uh, my prediction for the finals will be: uh, this is very early, of course. Mm-hmm. This is very, you know, the draft. I'm pretty sure is still going on. It hasn't even finished. Um, Lakers. I want to say Bucks, but I don't know, man. They also got exposed by the Heat. <sighs> I'm, I'm a, I, I don't see the Heat going back there again. I don't either. I think they'll be like a four or five seed again, something like that. But I don't think – I think they're a couple of years away from number one seed, number two seed consistently. I think you got to give Tyler Hero a couple years to really mature and develop, kind of fill out 
Duncan Robinson as well. Chris Dunn maybe could develop into a six-man role. Um, we'll see what they do with Gordon Dragic, where he, he, uh, um, you know, he's kind of aging. Mm-hmm. He had a little bit of injury bug in the playoffs, so we'll see. Bam, got to build around Bam too. Jimmy, I think Jimmy's still young enough where he still has a lot of prime years left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they'll be up there. Um, the Raptors, maybe I could see them there. I don't see Philadelphia. They suck. Um, they don't know what the hell they're doing now. When, now that they saw that Ben Simmons is injury prone and Embiid as well, and Ben Simmons can't shoot, so they're a problem. Um, I'm gonna go and say the Bucks. Fuck it. Bucks and Lakers. Giannis against LeBron. Um, MVP, KD, I don't know. KD. According to Jared Allen, he said uh, KD is back. Yeah, KD, man. KD is going to be balling out. He'll do his thing. I hope Steph comes back. He balls out and does his thing. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, One of them will win in the Comeback of the Year award. Uh, award. Clay Thompson. Oh, he could win he it, He got too. injured again or something like that. Oh, so he got a setback? I think so. I think he'll be fine by the time. This Christmas comes around. That's when they're trying to start around that time. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be. He'll be all right. He'll be fine. That'll be fire if the Warriors come back to that that championship level. Yeah, they will. I think they will. That will really change the the West drastically. The West is too packed. Even when teams suck, they don't. They just I'm, suck in the West. Yeah, I mean, it's too competitive. Yeah. You have uh, too many teams, man. Too many teams. And then you have, like, the Wolves that are kind of on the rise. The Suns are on the rise. The Kings are uh, decent. I saw, like, you know, a couple glimpses and hopes of, you know, progress. Darren Fox is baller. So, Buddy Hill could actually shoot now. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, West is tough. East, East is kind of underrated, but they kind of ass too at the same time. Yeah, I kind of. I, I feel like there's more team basketball in in the East because they really need it. They don't have the superstars. They, they don't have the no. talent to carry them. No, they don't. I don't know. I just feel like the West is stronger physically. Yeah, for sure. A lot more strength. Um, I was hoping Lillard can make a ring push, but I don't see him like even barely making the playoffs. I forgot about the, I forgot about the uh, Trailblazers. You know, I, I wish I wish the best for for Lillard. He he works hard. Yeah, and he's a hooper, but it's it's tough right now to to even compete because it's just Dame. Yeah, McCollum barely. It. Barely McCollum. Like they, they have always needed that third option, and they've never gotten it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's holding them back. I think they need more talent around those two guards, and boom, you have an, a super team. But no, they've the 
team has never provided them that that third option, a, a scoring wing, or like a like a big presence, and at the center power forward position where, you know, it'll carry them, you know, physically like, you know, yeah. someone that can rebound, someone that could block shots, someone that could score in the paint post. Or a three and D, it's crazy. Elite wing. They have Hassan Whiteside, but he's so mediocre. He, he remind. He's like those new athletic big men that remind me of like Dwight, um, Javale. Who else does he remind me of? Like a little bit of Embiid, I guess. Or oh no, uh, DeAndre Jordan. You know, like athletic big man that really, you know, they really can't score. Mm-hmm. Like elite scoring. Like, what do you do? Like, jo- <laughs> Joel B can score, but I'm saying, like, these other big men, they, I don't know, they just, like, they need a little bit more sauce. Like, shoot the ball a little bit, or either. Shoot bet, um, better percentages from, like, you know, mid-range, three, mm-hmm. or bully your way down low. It's one or the other. And I feel like these guys don't even have that game. I feel like their game is pick and roll and roll to the basket and wait for an alley-oop. That's yeah. that's Andre Jordan's game since he's been with the Clippers. That's like uh, someone like Andre Drummond. That's his game. Like, this guy has more boards than points every game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely Dwight's game now because he's not doesn't even need to score. Well, yeah, I know, but that's always been his game: scoring around the basket, not really doing well. He can't shoot, so yeah. But you, that's Hassan Whiteside's game. Like yeah. that's why he got traded away from, or he left Miami. Like the team moved on from him. And they saw like he wasn't uh, the right fit. Um, so he, yeah, he like lacks, like trying. You think he lacks effort? It lacks effort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I've seen like a couple like comparison videos comparing his defense to let's say um, Rudy Gobert. I know he's like he's been like Defensive Player of the Year, but that's what makes him Defensive Player of the Year. That's what gives him that award. His effort, yeah, he's active. His feet is active on the pick and rolls, you know, and he he like anticipates the guard and and the pass. And yeah, Hassan Whiteside lacks that. Like he he kind of like gets lost. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe um, I'm just saying this because a little bit more effort. And the Blazers can definitely yeah. start I mean, they, uh They've been, and they had that one season where they were like third or something like that, miraculously, or second, some shit like that. They they miss opportunity and they they take advantage of that. So boom, you you wasted the prime of Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum, unless. They get traded away or leave. Uh, they wasted their prime, and they will never 
get a ring. They'll be one of those players that are really good and never got a ring. Ali, Charles Barkley. Are you keeping up with any soccer? No. No, not really. Well, um, right now it's international break, and um, there's uh, uh, Mexico played Japan and South Korea friendlies. Nothing special. The USA played. They beat them both, but they were good games. They played well, except for the first half against Japan. That was awful. They almost got uh, 3 0 in like the first half hour. Um, USA played Wales and then um, Panama. They tied 0 0 versus Wales. Kind of a boring game. I was watching like a little bit of it. I turned it off because I switched to the, the European qualifiers. Uh, and then uh, Panama and USA, yeah, that was a blowout. USA just scored like left and right. It wasn't even any contest. <laughs> USA got some nice talent, man. You think they're on the rise? They're definitely on the rise. They're doing stuff well now. Finally, they got some young players playing in great, great clubs. If they keep developing in their youth system and and the, the youth players, I'm telling you, man, that USA could be nice mm-hmm. and fi- and like finally relevant. There's potential. There definitely. is potential, definitely. but people just don't pay attention to soccer in the U.S. It, it sucks because everywhere else, it's every like everyone knows that it's like. Everyone in the U.S. knows that no one, uh, unless you're obviously a soccer fan, uh-huh. you don't pay really, even casually, you don't pay attention to soccer. Um, and then everyone knows that saying, like, oh, if you're in the U.S., you don't pay attention to soccer, but everywhere else they do. Everywhere else in the world, it's the number one sport. Mm-hmm. So it's like they know it's relevant and it's in you know a very popular sport yet they don't pay attention to it i don't know why i don't not know why <laughs> it has to be like the other sports that the us has to offer football basketball it's more exciting it's faster it's like faster paced i i i guess i guess i mean yeah because like yeah baseball is america's has time and yeah, well, football. baseball is way slower than soccer. It, it is. And let me tell you something. I haven't... I haven't seen a baseball game in years. Yeah, I hate to admit it. Even during the Yankees playoff runs, except maybe a couple years ago, I've really stopped watching the last couple seasons because it's like I've only paid attention during the playoffs. Like, I want to pay attention, mm-hmm. but I'd rather go watch it like a ball game. Like... yeah. If it weren't for COVID, this summer I would have been at Yankees games. Like, I want to go to the stadium. It's an experience, right? It's a thing. Uh-huh. It's like... It's really nice. It's something to do during the day, you know, or night games. You go to the stadium at the ballpark. It's something to do. But watching it, three-hour game? Hell no. No. Plus, uh, commercials? Fuck no. I'm off that. Because 
I tried watching the 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 playoffs this season. The Yankees, you know, they had a pretty good season, even when the shortened season. And I was just like, yeah, I can't do this. I watched like two innings max, maybe one, and I was like, yeah, no. Nah. I'd rather watch anything else, mm-hmm. you know. So it it's and and people notice it like f- like fans, baseball fans, baseball people, writers, and all that. They notice it and they admit that it's a dying sport slowly. Very, you know, but it's it's like how how popular can it be amongst the younger generations? Yeah. When when are you talking with your boys? Yo, like you saw the baseball game last night? <laughs> no. <laughs> you saw no, you're talking like yo, you saw like the basketball game or like yo, you saw like LeBron's highlights or you saw like I don't know, KD's highlights or more exciting James Harden. Yeah. It, and it sucks because baseball has some real talent, like young nice talent. That it's emerging. That you have some really good players in the league, and and young not not only young talent like established talent, but also like in their prime talent where they're generational. Mike Trout is a generational talent, but he's not that. Let's admit it. In the grand scheme of things, he's not that big compared to other athletes. Mm. He's big, but he's not like big big. You know, like if I'm comparing, <laughs> pause. <laughs> I'm comparing, like I'm saying, like compared to like other sports fan bases. You take I'm using LeBron because he's just LeBron, right? I'm using LeBron's exa- the example. He transcends into other sports fan bases mm-hmm. and other countries too. Can you, as an athlete, or as a superstar in your sport, transcend, like, transcend, and, like, can you get out and expose, like, can you get exposure to other sports in other countries, stuff like that? Like, Messi, Ronaldo, they're everywhere. They've transcended not only soccer, internationally, football. Mm -hmm. They've... Transcended into other sports fan bases. Everyone knows who Messi and Ronaldo is. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows who LeBron is. Tiger Woods. Everyone knows t- Tiger Woods. That's right. So, how big are you? He's not that big compared to them. Yeah. But yeah. he's big in his sport. He's literally considered the best player in baseball. Year in, year out. Players like Mookie Betts. He's a five-tool player where you could run, you have speed, you could play defense, you can hit, power, and for average. Um, uh, who else? Aaron Judge, Joe Connell setting on the Yankees, big players. Uh, you got players like, young players like Francisco Lindor, um, Fernando Tatis on the Padres, Cody Bellinger, Cody Bellinger on the Dodgers, uh, Acuna 
on the Braves. These players are young superstars. And baseball, you need to attract audience. You need to attract mm-hmm. fans. I don't know. It's just how many people are, how many young people, how many people under the age of 45, 50 are really 35. Let's put it, even we'll even put it 30, are paying attention to baseball. Unless you're a diehard fan. No one. Let's just be honest. I think it's hard. And I'm not even looking at the stats. Yeah, baseball is such a unique sport. It's so hard to like, like relate it to other sports because there's a ball and a bat. So there's like two sides to it. Yeah. So like it's not just one thing that you need to focus on. It's two things now. Like basketball, you're only focusing on the ball. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's... Defense and offense, you're only focusing on the ball. You're not focusing on a ball and a bat. So I I think the other thing is, like, baseball is fundamentally different from every other sport, Mm -hmm. uh, the other main sports. Um, It's it's very unique where uh, you have a, a... a square diamond and you have to hit it out of somewhere of this designated area every other sport is uh, because you take turns you literally take turns to hit a ball mm-hmm. in basketball soccer I'm just going to reference it from now on American football and then football because come on it's football soccer is football anyways um Football, American football, uh, I don't know. We'll throw water polo. We'll throw in volleyball. It You have a team players against the team players at the same time in that area, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. You have to go to a designated area and score in that designated area. Um, that's why I've always picked up basketball because it's very similar to soccer. Oh, hockey too, but that's very similar to soccer and, and the, the, the idea, um, lacrosse. But anyways, uh, yeah, like it, it's, it's very fundamentally the same. Mm-hmm. The rules might be different, obviously, but it's, the fundamentals are there. Move off movement off the ball, pass, shoot, uh, giving like giving go tr- triangles and squares using that as form bases to triangulate your passes and your movement off the ball. It's it's very fun- fundamentally the same. So, uh, I think that's why. I think that's why it's very different. And to a young person, that's like. You know, not raised in a baseball family or a baseball household, you're not. It's very hard to pick it up as casual. Anybody can go hoop at a park. You, there's parks with basketball hoops, basketball courts. You just need a ball, mm-hmm. and you only need yourself. You literally need just one person to play basketball. For baseball, 
if you don't have a banding like a machine that shoots at in a batting cage and shoots a ball at you so you get practice to swing it's a it's not a one person sport it's a two person sport at least mm-hmm. uh and it's not a you need a bat you need to go get a bat you need to go get a glove you need a helmet or whatever and and baseball's like who's buying baseballs uh, you know, I didn't, I'm not really trying to hate on baseball. I'm just saying, you know, like, back to the, my point is, uh, like, it's, it, baseball is more popular in the U.S. than soccer, and it's something that's dying. It's a dying sport. Um, It's not as popular. And it, it's, let's be honest, it's a little bit more complicated to learn or to to play because it's hard throwing a ball at a certain zone the strike zone right mm-hmm. and have the guy not hit it that's hard because you got to now rely on your accuracy and not everybody's good at throwing but uh soccer all it is it's your feet mm-hmm. you don't have to aim with your arm or like this ball, this tiny ball, like the ball is big, like the soccer ball is like you just have to kick it, mm-hmm. uh, because everyone's like, oh, baseball is one of the hardest sports to play. And it, it is. It's a fucking hundred mile per hour fastball, ninety miles per hour fastball, going straight at you, and you have literally milliseconds to react. To react where it's going, not only you have to react how fast it's going, where it's going, mm-hmm. and then you have to swing at it with a thirty-two ounce something, thirty-something ounce bat. All right, good luck. It's definitely way harder to pick up than all the other sports we mentioned. Yeah, for sure. And soccer, basketball, I think it's why it's so popular around the world. It's because it's cheaper it's access yeah easy access and it's cheaper to play little kids in <laughs> i always see i always heard the joke where it's like little kids in africa play soccer because all you need is a ball mm-hmm. it's true you can make a goal out of nothing i've played with uh book bags shoes even sticks just dig them into the ground and boom you have your goal you don't need much. A little bit of space. I, yeah, I play with trash cans all the time. Just put them together. You have your area where you have to shoot. Or you can even use a trash can as your goal. Just aim at the trash can. Boom, you have a goal. It's that simple. Um, and not every country has the resources that we might in the U.S. And we're lucky enough to do that and that's why it's so popular basketball too. Like all you need is a little stick, a pole with a little basket on top or a little hoop. Boom, you have a, a basketball court. Hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see how uh, in the U.S. soccer grows. It's obviously growing slowly but surely. Uh, youth development is happening. Thank God. Uh, we have some young talent out there. I'm very excited about Gio Reyna. He's probably my one of my favorite players from the U.S. right now. 
everyone like is talking about obviously Christian Pulisic. He's good. Um obviously he's he's talented. Um uh I'm excited for some of these players, you know. Obviously my heart's still with the Mexican national team, but I am American. I'm US I'm US of A. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> US of A. <laughs> uh yeah, and um I'm gonna be rooting for them when they're not playing Mexico. Whenever they play Mexico, I'm rooting for Mexico. It's it, the way it is. Mm. But when they're not playing Mexico, yeah, I'm like USA, USA. Um, and hopefully, you know the 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 sport grows in popularity. People start recognizing that it's it's the best sport in the world, and more you know kids start to play it more and they grow that love for the game um because there's nothing like it i honestly there's nothing like it um and hopefully these kids these young kids stick with it they develop their skills they technically grow they develop eat healthy you know train hard and we'll have uh hopefully we have a a strong squad for the 2026 World Cup that's coming to USA, Mexico, and Canada, which is going to be sick. And hopefully I have the resources to go, one, just a game, mm-hmm. but I also want to make it out to the final. Uh, if I'm blessed with that, the opportunity, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. Um, If I could get... Maybe I do want to do like one other knockout stage game. Um, the, I always think I always say in any sport the semifinal is the final before the final. Mm-hmm. So if I could get that as well, that'd be it's hard, but that'd be sick. And obviously, any Mexico game. Um, mm-hmm. If I wonder how they'll do it if Mexico plays in Mexico. Or if Mexico plays in the USA, either way, they're they're, they're going to be home, especially yeah. if they play like in LA or in in, in Texas. Uh, Mexico's going to be home, mm-hmm. and um, I do want to see one of their games for sure. Um, that'll be cool. That'll be real cool. And you know what's cool about this upcoming. That World Cup, it's not upcoming, but 2026, is that you're going to have not only three countries hosting it, but uh, I, I think they're going to expand the tournament. They're thinking about expanding the tournament, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but I understand it. Expand it which way? They're trying to expand the every tournament you have 32 teams. Eight groups of four. So you have groups of A through H. And then you have uh, the two best teams in that group move on. And then you get 16. And then you have your, the not, the first knockout stage, which is the round of 16. Or the quarter, the quarterfinals? No, something like that. Or just the round of 16. 
then you move on and you eventually get to the semifinal and you get to the final in the third place game. Um, I think they're trying to expand it to 48 teams. So that would add 60 more teams, two more teams per group. Or let me, let me see if my, uh, my math is correct. So 60 more teams. That would mean two more teams per group. And then they would have three teams per group make it. Or like in some tournaments where it's not 32 and it's less like 24, like the Euro Cup. The, like the cert, like let's say the four best third place teams move on. Um... So that's what they might do. I I hope they do not do a 64 team because then that would be outrageous. That would be like March Madness for um, so like the World Cup. It just doesn't make sense. Then you have like literally one. Like it doesn't make sense because then you have very mediocre teams, very subpar teams making the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, but the point of the World Cup is to have the best some competition yeah it, it's to have the best uh nations at that moment qualify for the world cup that's why it's so competitive in some regions because you only have a certain amount of spots mm-hmm. to get in and then you you'll dilute the composite you you'll make the composition the competition not as important because now you're adding spots by adding teams to the tournament. So, for example, in South America, you have probably the most competitive uh, qualifiers to the World Cup because you have such a small region mm-hmm. and so many competitive teams, uh, so many competitive nations. Just I, I think they have four automatic spots, and then they have a fifth spot that has to go to a playoff game with another region another region's playoff uh, team. So you have four spots. I think you have 10 qualifying or 10 countries that can qualify. That's insane. Really? Yeah. So let's just put it at five just for this purpose because usually they do make it. Mm -hmm. Like they're good enough to beat the other other team in the playoff. You have five teams out of 10. That's half the competition – won't make it. That's pretty insane. Mm. You have, just to name five, you have Brazil, who's arguably always the top, one of the top teams in the world, always has a talent to challenge every World Cup, Mm -hmm. every time for the World Cup, right? Argentina, always going to have that talent. Even when Messi's gone, they're going to be good. Um... Colombia is always pretty good. Uruguay is always solid. They're always good. And then you have teams like Chile and Peru. They're always solid. And they always could give that upset, right? And they could make it. Um, And then you have teams like Ecuador, uh, Paraguay, that when the time's right, they have generational talent in their countries that push them to qualify. 
Um, they don't qualify. They might not qualify every World Cup, but they once in a while they have that talent that sets them apart from other past generations, and they qualify. So, um, it, it's competitive, right? So they add spots now. South America could qualify two more spots. What's people like the teams won't be stressing that much because oh it's like oh seven of us could qualify oh we just got to get seven mm-hmm. now it's not they're not pushing for fifth best they're pushing for seventh best you're reducing the significance of qualifying for the world cup that's right uh so i hope they realize this and they keep it at 32 because it's it means something to qualify as the 32 best nations right mm. um and it, I, it's one of the most special tournaments in the world it really is it's just when do you have the whole world watching in one thing uh one uh one place you know it, it uni- it's it, it unifies and it's very special and it's very cool and hopefully people slowly start even if because I know a lot of people that are like, oh, I only watch soccer every four years during the World Cup. It's like, yeah, but hopefully that inspires you to watch it every year, every season, where there's, in Europe, the best leagues, right? I'm going to use Europe as an example. They have the best leagues and the best players. It, it Like, it's, you want to follow that. You You know, it makes it more interesting. And hopefully they develop that passion to follow a club because uh, or a player because once you follow a club or a player, you start paying attention to other uh, clubs, other players, uh, and you know you that's when you gain your in- interest in the sport. So we'll see how um, USA does in that World Cup 2026. Uh, let's just hope they actually qualify for Qatar. I think they will, which is 2022. Um, it's going to be exciting because next year we get the Euro Cup 2021 in the summer. And then a year and a half later, you get 2022 in Qatar, which is going to be in the winter because it, nobody wants to play in that heat during the summer. I mean, imagine. Mm. So, um, uh, one like other small point I wanted to make about that World Cup is like uh, I'm really excited about that because I'm pretty sure many of those countries are going to have a lot of following like people from that country here in the United States. So so when they um, when they come here like the nations they're going to have people from that country obviously support them at their wherever the games are. Uh, so that's going to be cool. Hopefully there's a nice atmosphere of supporting fans, supporting their nation and stuff like that. Just like the 2014 World Cup that was in Brazil. I think the 2018 one was really good. But I really liked the 2014 one as well. Because you had that South America atmosphere. It was in South America. So literally everyone just traveled down to Brazil. And... You had like some of these stands like uh, just filled 
with the fans and you got that South America that vibe to that con- that that World Cup you had a lot of um like uh it's just like the atmosphere, you know? It it was just intense and it, it was like it gave you chills. Um if people just go back and watch like highlights of it of like when Chile, Argentina, Colombia uh when when these when these uh countries played it you felt that that South America passion. It's sick. It really is. So anything else you wanna add on before we start wrapping this episode up? Um I predict soccer to really gain attention in the US. Um it's definitely caught my attention. Um, especially like after I've noticed how similar it is to basketball. So, um, I think, I think in a couple of years, soccer is really going to gain an attention that it should have gotten for a while in the U S. Um, definitely going to be a topic brought up when you're speaking with your boys or at work or whatever. Um, cause it's not, it's not as boring as people make it seem even when teams don't score. Um. Any anything can happen in soccer. Anything can change. Um. Just like in football, there's like there's key moments that really change the momentum of the game, and that can be really exciting to watch. So I'm looking forward to soccer becoming more popular in the U.S. for sure. Yeah, I mean they'll they'll come with due time, and once they start realizing that. If you can watch a baseball yeah. game, you could probably watch a soccer game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's only 45-minute halves, and it's, uh, you get a break in between. It's only two hours. Baseball game is two and a half, three hours. Come on up. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so we're wrapping things up today. This will do it for episode one. Around about an hour. Not too bad for episode one. And... Bueno, this has been the No Hablo English podcast. More things to come in the future. We'll have a channel. Hopefully we can get some great content out for peeps. Um, and, yeah, that'll do it for episode one. Until the next one. Peace out, guys.